You're listening to the Weed Smart Podcast. Each podcast, we look at what's going on in each cropping region, focusing on those pesky weeds. Welcome to another week of the Weed Smart Podcast, and it's exciting because we're only a week away from the Weed Smart Week event we've been talking about for the last couple of months. And I'm joined again by my co host, Pete Newman. How are you going, Pete? Yeah, good, Jess. Yeah, we have talked up Weed Smart Week a fair bit, haven't we? But it's paid off. There's a lot of people coming. So yes, it be there great. is. Yeah, we're really excited about it. And for the podcast today, we're going to be talking with quite a few people who will be at Weed Smart Week. So Greg Condon, he's going to be a speaker at Weed Smart Week and he's one of our organisers. He's on the RE team and the Weed Smart team and he is going to be chatting to us a bit later. And then we're going to chat to Daniel Fox. We'll be going to his farm next week as part of the farm visit, which are part of Weed Smart Week. And also Ray Harrington, he's one of the speakers as well, and he's travelling over with us to Wagga Wagga, and he'll chat a bit about what he will be talking about in his in his presentation at Weed Smart Week at the forum. So we've got quite a full podcast, Pete, but things are looking a little bit better in the West for some farmers. Some crops which we thought would be failed crops are now potentially going to be okay. Can you give us a bit of insight of how things have been going over here? Yeah, well, we had a very dry four months, uh, and then at the end of July, we started to get some rain up in the northern part of the WA wheat belt here. And yeah, finally we've got some good rains in August. Unfortunately, it's sort of too little too late for a lot of crops. The damage was already done. But as you said, there's a lot of crops that we were sort of wondering, uh, is this going to be a spray out job? Is it going to be a failed crop? Well, a lot of those crops now, it looks like with this rain, they will be a crop. Quite not a good crop, obviously, a very low yielding crop. But yeah, it sort of is, we'll hopefully put a bit of money in the bank for those growers. Yeah, that's yeah a bit of positive news out of what looked like it was going to be an overall negative situation. So it's good to hear that there potentially is some positive news coming out of it. And yeah, and the southwest is as wet as it gets. <laughs> they can't get on and spray. So we've got um, we've got it all in Western Australia this year. Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag. And Greg will give us a little bit of insight into what's happening over in his region as well in the in the southern region where we'll be heading over to next week. And Pete, I've heard you had a bit of a tough morning with your bike as well. That's that's not ideal. Yeah. Well, I don't <laughs> want to complain, but I go bike riding with a group, and I hit a big pothole and got a flat, which you know it happens. And then I uh, changed that flat, and I snapped the valve off the spare tube. Uh, so that was two tubes down. But fortunately, I carried two spare tubes. So I put in the third tube, and then I rode another two k's, and then that went flat. And my wife Very came and picked me up. So. Yeah, what about you, Jess? How have you been going? You were telling me it is Science Week, is that right? Yeah, it's National Science Week, so uh, happy National Science Week to everyone. There is some events going on, and you can head to the website, which is scienceweek.net.au, and you can get involved with that. But obviously, uh, with WeSmart and Ari, we're very very pro-science so pro all the information that we extend out through weed smart has some scientific background so yeah it's a really yeah it's a really what good about you are you event. attending any of the events i'm going to actually have a look because i just it came up on twitter and i knew about it but yeah it's been a very busy week planning for weed smart week next week and everything so i'm going to have a look and see if anything's going on at uwa for science week which i'm sure it will yeah. be i'm sure i've got yeah. an email in my inbox that says there's yeah. a million events but yeah. yeah this is very exciting and really good to put the spotlight on the fact that science is a really important part of 
how we make decisions around lots of things in Indeed. agriculture and many other things as well but yeah let's jump into the chats we've had with uh the people who are going to be at weed smart week next week let's take a listen to my chat with greg condon he'll be speaking next week and let's hear what he has to say how are you going greg well thanks jess yes looking forward to next week a lot of uh, interesting topics to cover so yeah it should be good We'll ask you a bit about what you'll be presenting in a moment, but how are things around your area at the present moment? Generally, there's been uh, some follow-up rain in uh, in midwinter that we uh, were lacking through early winter, so that's been a relief for growers, particularly with canola that was struggling to uh, get secondary roots. Cereals have been generally going well, and pulses as well, but yeah, canola is a, a lot more in this year, so we've probably really needed follow-up rain, which we've now had, so... Uh, there's been a resumption of some post-emergent nitrogen programs going on with, uh, I suppose, renewed yield, yield uh, outlooks. So people yeah. are a bit more pessimistic. So, uh, but yeah, it'll give a lot of the crops an opportunity to uh, find that uh, subsoil moisture that we knew was there from last year. So it's been a, a yeah, quite a relief across a lot of um, yeah southern central New South Wales. The north not so good, but yeah, into Victoria and South Australia, they've also had some good follow-up rains uh, depending on certain areas so it's uh, encouraging at this part of the winter that we've still got um, a reasonable potential to uh, to go into the spring with. Yes definitely and is there anything people should be looking out for? Yeah, yeah Jess we've sort of been observing a lot of clethodim uh, variability particularly in canola so the performance of the post-emergent herbicide which is notoriously fickle anyway as uh, yeah, people like Peter Gonzalez have attested to with uh, a lot of their research work so we've seen it really come to the fore this year uh, with clethodim being applied and, and frost following being fairly severe so the ryegrass control has been quite um, yeah, variable in canola particularly so that's uh, something we're encouraging growers and advisors to spend a bit of time reassessing those crops where uh, the pressure might be high anyway and, and we've had a poor result. Uh, what what tools we've got at the end of the season, I guess in terms of crop topping or uh, even harvest weed seed control. So it's uh, it's surprised us how disappointing some of the weed control has been where we thought the conditions were pretty good at application. Yeah, right. No, that's interesting, but definitely one to look out for. But on to Weed Smart Week. Now, Greg, you'll be speaking. Can you give us a bit of an insight into what you'll be presenting at the forum on Monday next week? Yes, Jess. So it's a... Uh, like it's a, a changing farming system that I'll be talking about, which uh, is being led by growers in, uh, in uh, some from South Australia, but largely in, in the local area here, where they're using disc seeders in combination with, with stripper fronts. So uh, it's quite unique and, and a contrast from, uh, I guess, normal no-till farming systems where we have a nice point and, and a draper front. Uh, so this is using a, a high harvest uh, tactics so the, the stripper front just basically strips the, the grain from the head and then uh, leaves very tall straw so um, moisture conservation is, is a key reason why growers have gone this way but then they need to then sow back into it with a disc seeder on, on narrow rows yeah, to basically be able to handle the highest bubble loads. Yes right and we'll be able to see some of that if people attend the farm visits as well won't we? We'll be able to see some of those farming systems using disc seeders and that kind of thing. 
Yeah, one of the tours we go to, um, yeah, one of the growers on the on the northern tour will see, uh, yeah, uh, particularly some, some lentils sown into some uh, stripper dish double from um, strippers from last year, some really high yielding barley crops. So it's, it's quite challenging in terms of wheat perspective. It's really different. So the wheat struggle because of the uh, the shading effect and the, and the sheer competition from the tall stubble, but also. Yeah, the crops conversely also struggle with if it's not sort of planted accurately with, with the sort of you know, capable seed. So it's um, yeah, it's an emerging farming system, and not a lot of uh, research data around it yet. But it actually lends itself quite well to some of the harvest weed seed control tactics and, and crop competition as well. Yeah, it'll be really cool to learn more about it and see some of those uh, farming systems next week. We have a lot going on. What are your top picks for uh, the the forum and the farm visits next week, Greg? Well, from yeah, I guess an, an agronomist perspective, the Rick Rundle Gordon from Granite Agronomy in the, in the Victorian Mallee, he's got a hot topic with the rotating um, herbicides in terms of the rotating mix message. So that is really, uh, I, I guess, had a, a renewal on the back of uh, Roberto's work and and Patronel in the US. So I can't yeah, can't wait to hear from Rick and his interpretation from a, as a commercial agronomist how how he sort of puts it into practice in a in a day to day sort of scenario. Uh, and all of the old favourites, uh, you know, Pete, Pete Newman and you know, Ray Harrington and Michael Walsh, but uh, also some of the growers that probably people might not have heard before. Uh, you know, uh, Ben Webb from from WA and some of his experiences with with grazing chaff and mixed farming systems. So we do focus very heavily on continuous cropping with a lot of these messages. But yeah, the mixed farming, particularly with uh, some of the chaff lining and, and chaff carts in the west. But yeah, there's some some really positive signs coming out of that work so uh, that's that's one I'll be keen to hear on and, and again uh, yeah people like Tim Condon with lots of experience in terms of you know the integrated um, I guess livestock and pasture phases can fit into into some pretty sound weed weed management programs as well so there'll be a few little um, yeah I, I guess a case study uh, scenarios that, that Tim will be presenting so there, there are a few highlights that I'm looking forward to hearing. Yeah, it'll be really good and a networking opportunity as well. There's um, over 100 people uh, so far are attending and so there'll be lots of opportunity to chat with farmers and our growers from all over the country, hopefully. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to heading over east too. Um, people probably are aware, but we've got a pretty scattered team in Weed Smart. We're all across the country. So I think Greg and I, we've only met once or twice in real life before. Is that right, Greg? Yeah, <laughs> Weed Smart last year at a very different uh, location, the Royal Perth Yacht Club, looking over the uh, the Swan, which is probably a little bit different than looking over the Murrumbidgee. But, uh, Slightly anyway, different, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll be by another river but without the, without an America's Cup in the cupboard but yeah still it'd be a great opportunity to, for the Weed Smart crew to all come together and uh, yeah it's all it's all done remotely but uh, it's uh, it, it's quite a good buzz around like a lot of agros and, and ag agronomists have had them yeah calls from people just sort of wanting to know a little bit more detail about it so that's uh, yeah I think it's, it's come together yeah quite well it's quite exciting. Yeah, we're all really excited to head over from the west. Pete, Lisa and I will be heading over and Ray as well. And obviously Ben Webb, he's from over west too. So yeah, we'll all be heading over there uh, next week. So yeah, thanks so much, Greg. Really appreciate you giving some insights there and your, and your top picks. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to it, looking forward to it. Thanks very much to Greg for taking the time to have a chat. He's very busy. Obviously, he's over there in the midst of Weed Smart Week territory organising everyone, Pete. So, yeah, it's good that he had a few minutes to spare to have a chat for our podcast this week. Great to have 
Greg and Kira Lee from that part of the world working with us and uh, organising a great week, so looking forward to it. Yeah, it will be really good. And we've got a swag of really great growers and speakers at the event, including Daniel Fox. Uh, he's going to be speaking and also we're going to be visiting his farm next week. And he's yeah he's made some big decisions recently uh, in regards to his farming system and moving over to uh, cropping only and uh, yeah so it'll be really interesting to see how he operates his farm and and also hear from him on the forum day. So Peter have you had much to do with Dan Fox before? Yeah well Dan came out to Weed Smart Week last year and drove around and that was funny the guys turned up they turned up at the hire car place and to get their standard SUV and they were given a Audi. Oh wow <laughs> they drove very around nice. The wheat built in a white Audi four-wheel drive flash. thing which was very flash and they got it very dirty I think they cleaned it before they took it back <laughs> but, uh, and then I went and visited Dan uh, on his farm uh, at Harvest last year with Greg and Curley and saw some of the things that he was putting into place which he'll talk about but I tell you what the thing that struck me sitting on the header with Dan when we're on the header for half an hour three different neighbouring farmers called him to ask him about harvester set up to minimise losses and to get the best out of their harvesters so it really uh, showed to me that Dan is, uh, is definitely one of the leaders in his area. Yes definitely well I'm really excited to meet him so let's take a listen to what he has to say. We've got on the line Daniel Fox he's from Mara and he'll be hosting the farm visitors next week through the farm visits. First of all Daniel how are you going? Uh, very good, thanks, Jess. Yourself? I'm good. I'm excited to come over over east. I actually haven't had the opportunity to see many farms over east, so it'll be really, really enlightening for me. But I'm sure all the people who have clicked attending so far and registered for We Smart Week are excited too. So can you just tell us a little bit about your farm, first of all? So our farm's uh, about 10 k's north of Mara, which is in southern New South Wales. Uh, I farm with my father and grandfather uh, across about 2,000 hectares. We're predominantly uh, winter grain growing uh, enterprise with a few sheep. Uh, however, we're, we're going, we're transitioning into 100% um, cropping uh, and the livestock enterprise will be no longer uh, a part of our farming system. So, yeah, so we're in a bit of a transition phase at the moment, which is uh, pretty exciting uh, to be a part of. Yeah, definitely. And you run a CTF system on your farming property. What are the benefits of that system? Uh, I think, well, the main benefit uh, that running a CTF system is your lack of compaction across the paddock. You, you limit where your your compaction is and, and as a result we're finding that um, our, our plants are actually responding a lot better to that. They're growing bigger, bigger root systems and, and when it comes to the crunch time at the other end of the year we're, we're seeing a lot better better crop and better results because of it so uh, we're only in our second year of full CTF but before that we we tried to match everything up as good as we could and, and even then we in a partial CTF system we, we still saw some benefits so uh, apart from that um, you always know where, where to drive um, no longer, you're no longer guessing and probably the most time saving thing or, or energy saving thing is that we're no longer having to steer where we've got a two centimetre RTK 
system that takes care of the steering for us so that we can focus our energy and, and attention on the more important things. So. Very cool. And we did a profile on you, Cindy Benjamin, one of our writers, profiled you for the Weed Smart website not too long ago. And you mentioned as well that there were some benefits to weed management too. Can you give us a bit of an overview of uh, what they are? Absolutely, yeah. We've only had uh, one year of our chaff lining system where we're trying to uh, put all our weeds and, and chaff that comes off the, out of the back of the header into the same spot. That's not possible unless you're running a CTS, full CTS system with the header included. So what we're trying to do is, because we now have uh, two centimetre RTK guidance, we can actually put that chaff line back on top of the old one from last year and, and eventually we're trying to concentrate our weed seeds into a, a narrow 300, 300 millimetre row between the header tyres. So which is something that we feel it's important to our business as we're going into 100% cropping and we feel that we need to try and do a few things to try and minimise our weeds by not using herbicides as well. So Definitely, yeah, it's really great to hear what you're doing and I'm sure all the people who are going to be attending the farm visits for Weed Smart Week next week will be really interested to learn more about your farming system. What can people expect to see and learn when they come and visit your property next week? Well, next week, what I have planned is uh, I show them a, a bit of a diverse rotation that we've, we've got on our place. We, we try to include uh, faba beans and lentils, uh, as well as other pulses, lupins on our place. Last year, we had a demonstration of the Shelbourne stripper front, which complements our new purchase of a disc seeder very well. So we'll be looking at lentils on stripper store seeded with a disc seeder, which also uh, had the chaff lining treatment as well. So we see the effects of the Shelbourne front and the chaff lining shoot together, uh, which is pretty exciting, as well as our uh, narrow rows. We've recently changed our seeding system to a disc seeding system on six and a half inch rows. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be having a look at lentils sown on six and a half inch rows as well as a wheat crop that, uh, yeah, it's getting quite good canopy closure now on those narrow rows. So hopefully we're trying to, yeah, show a bit of, show uh, our growers yeah, what, what narrow rows can do for weed competition. It'll be really interesting to see and uh, I'm sure everyone else is excited and I'm really looking forward to coming and meeting you and thank you very much for being part of We Smart Week and uh, letting us all come to your property next week. We're looking forward to it. No worries. Thanks, Jess. I'm looking forward to it too. Thank you to Dan for having a chat. He's very busy, obviously. Everyone sort of getting everything organised for Weed Smart Week as well as obviously he's got a farm to run so yeah thank you for taking the time to chat with us and we'll catch you next week but Pete we are also got an interview with Ray Harrington the famous Ray everyone knows him and uh, he's going to give us a little bit of an insight into what he'll be sharing with us at Weed Smart Week at the forum next week you've got a long history with Ray it'll be great to hear from him again at Wagga what's Ray going to be focusing on Pete? Yeah, I have done a lot of trips with Ray and done plenty of plane flights with him and this is going to be another one, which is great. In the past, Ray has always talked about the evolution of the Destructor and how it came from being this homemade tow-behind mill to the new tow-behind to now the integrated Destructor and he'll tell us a bit about that. But also what we wanted to focus on this time is how to set the harvester up to get the best out of it for harvest weed seed control regardless of whether you're using a Harrington Destructor or one of the other tools. So Ray talks a bit about how to get the weeds out of the rotor onto the sieve and then into the tool, uh, getting those weed seeds where you want them to go. So this time we're going to see if we can get him to tweak his presentation a bit and just focus a bit more on harvester setup. Yeah, no, it'll be really interesting to hear from him. Well, let's take a listen to um, what he said for the interview. 
I'm chatting with Ray Harrington. Ray, you're going to be joining us for the Wagga Wagga Weed Smart Week next week. We're really excited to have you over for that. How are you, Ray? Yeah, good, Jess. Yep. And it's a bit, windy your, a bit windy at your place? It's very windy. It's been windy here for a week. Wow. <laughs> well, it's good. I can't hear any wind yet. I remember doing an interview with um, someone uh, a few earlier on in the year and they had really, really bad wind and it, it sounded like their place was going to collapse. So I'm lucky that that's not the case for our chat. I can hear you. It sounds like you're not going to be blown away. How's the season been going for you, Ray? Well, it's up until the 1st of July, it is probably, I'm not going to say the driest, it was the most challenging, I think, I've ever had in my 54-odd years. Uh, just couldn't get a decent rain through May, June. But since the 1st of July, we had 126 for, for uh, July and we've had 102 for August so far. So we've gone from being difficult to... It's going to be a bit of a challenge now to get in and put your ear on the rest of the crop again. Because because the paddocks are so wet. They're so wet. I actually went out the paddock this morning to have a look at a job and nearly got bogged halfway up the hill. Oh, well, hopefully you don't. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that doesn't happen to you. That wouldn't be ideal at all. But we're really excited to have you talking at the Weed Smart Week Forum next Monday, and you're going to be chatting about header setup for harvest weed seed control. Can you give us a little bit of an overview of what you'll go over? I think just basically. Uh, the bottom line is if you can't get the weed seeds out of the rotor down onto the sieves, you're not going to get effective harvest weed seeds management with any of the systems by the row burn that burns all the straw as well. So it's really about header setup. But you have to remember that if you're not getting the weed seeds out, you're also throwing good grain out. And um, that is a little bit of a challenge with the modern headers with a big heaps of spare horsepower. Yes, right. And yeah, so how do people get the weed seeds um, into the chaff fraction? How, what's, the, what's the approach? I think that the secret to me is you've got to open up the grates on the headers. I know three of the four colours have opened their grates right up. Uh, and I've got a bit of a saying, if I can't get a box of golf balls onto the sieves, I'm not getting enough material out of the, out of the uh, rotors on these headers. Okay, yeah, that's a good analogy, yeah. And have you actually done, have you done the test with the golf balls? No, I don't play golf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually talking about the holes, size of the, the holes size, in the grate. Yeah. I just thought you might have actually, you know, if you, you might have had a few handy, maybe you're one of those farmers that are also into golf. There is a few around. But, yeah, no, that is a good analogy, Ray. And is there any other things you, you want to mention that you'll be looking at in your talk next week? I, I basically I want to talk about harvest weed seed management full stop because uh, the the fact the fact that these uh, West Australian farmers now having just been to the to the global conference in Colorado um, WA farmers have set the scene for the globe on harvest seed seed management with the six with the six systems and they're all as good as one another so I think I want to talk about that. Uh, I uh, have just done presentations over east again with the machinery firms and had very good attendance and uh, I think harvest weed seed management is alive and well. The biggest thing I see is nobody's doing any resistance testing or no more than 1% and I think we need to look harder than that. But basically talking about how to get the weed seeds into the chaff fraction, be it 
time of harvest and all sorts of different things. Uh, we're even talking about competition. It's just not harvest weed seed management. There's a whole, there's a whole big picture with the thing. Competition with with how you sow the crop to get the weeds to, to to grow out the top to the light and all that sort of thing. There's a whole lot of work that's been done by the Peter Newman and Michael and that that all makes harvest weed seed work better. Yes, it'll be really exciting um, for all the people attending next weekend. Ray, you're a wealth of knowledge. I'm sure you'll be happy to have your brain picked by some of the attendees next week. So thanks so much for taking the time and coming with us to Wagga. Yes, the most important things in my presentations are the questions. Yes, of course. Because you can't come from this side of the country and, and say this is what you should do. I really say what I'm doing and if they keep asking the questions you can then between you work out how you can deal with the issue it's it's the, the questions are so important definitely and i like questions right through the presentation because they fill in the gaps of course yeah so don't be shy next week if you're attending feel free to ask the questions if, Absolutely. if, if they come no out. such thing as a dumb question that's right all right yep. well we're looking forward to seeing you next week ray thank you very much and i can hear the wind now blowing so stay <laughs> stay grounded <laughs> i will just <laughs> no worries thanks ray Thanks very much to Ray for having a chat with us and we'll be seeing him soon on Sunday when we fly out to Wagga Wagga so uh, yeah we'll get to catch up with him on the way there but Pete uh, people can still register for Weed Smart Week today is the last day though so if you have been sort of on the edge of deciding whether or not you want to go or not you can't be on the fence anymore you need to make a decision today and you can head to weedsmart.org.au slash Wagga for all the details but it'll be a good event Yeah well normally it can be a struggle getting people along to events because there's so much on but we've been quite overwhelmed with how many people are coming to this one Jess. So yes we are we're finalizing our numbers at the moment and it's yeah. looking yeah <laughs> we do have quite a few people coming so I think we'll be sort of hitting the max number soon too so yeah getting quick if you if you do want to come. Always room for a few more though. Oh yeah, we say that, but you know, you never know. Like we, we don't want people sitting in the corridors at the forum. Oh, they wouldn't mind. <laughs> they wouldn't mind. All right. Well, Pete, I will see you when you come to Perth, and thanks for being part of the podcast again. And yeah, uh, looking forward to Week Smart Week next week. See you on the plane on Sunday, Jess. <laughs>